to assume that the information that was recovered, which is highly classified, has been shown. Not that it has been shown, but we need to assume and prepare for the worst as if our allies are in danger, just like our country's danger. We need to assume that these sensitive documents have been spread and has been made visible to the worst possible extent our enemies, such as Russia or other dangerous um, malicious countries. The amount of time and the amount of money that's going to have to be spent um, decades and billions of dollars to recover assets and to extract um, our interests from particular regions are going to leave a decade impact for four decades an impact for decades to come um, because it's going to threaten the lives it's going to threaten uh, of those of those assets is going to threaten the credibility of those assets is going to cre- uh, threaten the credibility of our intelligence and this is a first so today we're going to talk about like I said before what next what after and what if we do not know the damage that has been caused here. We have no idea how to assess it, how to attack it, or how to fix it, because we don't even know how big the leak is. You know, you can only patch up a hole if you know how big the hole is. We have no idea how big the hole is. Um, And America's going to do it, obviously, because that's, first and foremost, that's what it's designed to do, we're going to be safe, hopefully. Um, but there is going to be a lot of changes. America's going to look really different. So when we look at the types of documents that were missing, and we look at everything um, that has happened where the current president, or I'm sorry, the previous president, uh, President Trump, has had his passport taken. Um, Was he trying to flee away? Was he selling this information to our enemies for financial security, for physical security? At this point, that's not important. But what's important is we find the information and we find out how damaging this could be. So what next? I've, I've kind of laid the groundwork here, but, but what's next? I'm fearful of three things. And I'm going to say them from least scariest to most scariest. Um... I'm scared of a civil war. I'm scared of an international conflict. And I'm scared of precedent. And the scariest to me is precedent. Because we 
have never in our life seen crimes this detrimental to the American state ever. Our credibility, our security, all of that is gone out the window because of a singular administration that bred a ideology that fueled a fire in this country. Um, and that's and that's something we could not anticipate. That's something that's going to be here to stay for a while. We've had civil wars. We've won civil wars. We've won international conflicts. But the foundation has never been as cracked and as breached as it is today from the setting of precedent of something like this. So what are some next steps, right? So there's ways in which this can be resolved or not even resolved, um, handled. We are looking in the for the first time in American history, the indictment of a former president. We're looking for charges being brought against a former president. Criminal, federal charges. Um, And we don't know what that looks like. I mean, we do, but let's look at the implications of this. As popular as, or as unpopular as, as um, I'm sorry, as, as liked or as unliked the former president was, nearly half of America found him in favor. That's not going to go quietly. Unfortunately, that's going to be here to stay. Trumpism is going to be here to stay. Um, the former president still has an, an enormous following on um, on social platforms and and ha- has groups of people who would go to these rallies. That's going to be here the state. The following is here. Um, but what bothers me is how um, energized, how enthralled or, or, or invested are these these followers to the former president. As we saw on the January 6th, look what happens when he doesn't speak to do, I mean, to, you know, to and to not escalate a situation that he believes in. If he, he obviously the current, the former president believes he is correct or that's the message that he is, he is providing. But I'm frightened for the people that would, go to any ends to justify those words or their actions. So that's something to put on the table. Um, I'm also concerned about how does that even work? If you think about it, the president uh, or former presidents in general are private citizens. They still have Secret Service protection um, because they, all of us are still people who... um, 
understand the ins and outs of our our, our government of, and, and the function of our government, they still have government secrets, um, obviously in their heads, <laughs> um, not, not carrying them around with them, but they're very, they're still important assets to America um, and her interests. So how does one get arrested? There's no, you, you, you see what I'm saying? Is it a house arrest? And that's just, a com- that's just a question that people are having. But what does that look like? Does that look like he's barred from ever running for office? How will the public take that? Are we going to see from the Biden administration the same scenario that we saw with um, with Gerald Ford and, and, and the Nixon incident where is Biden going to pardon and I and I doubt that he would or would he you know welcome and and execute those charges that would have been brought onto a former president um, and that's a slippery slope so does President Biden um, in order to keep the peace forgive the atrocities of the of the former president and also have to clean up the extravagant mess that was left by that administration, both uh, socially, politically, economically, and um, physically, like the, the physical security issues? Or do we hold the f- former president accountable for his actions, which could very much tear the country in half. Um, that's a choice that I think the current president is going to have to be faced with because I personally believe that an indictment, if you want my honest opinion, is not a matter of if, it is a matter of when. Uh, whatever those charges may be for the previous president, for President Trump, it's the aftermath that's uncertain to me that is something we should be keeping on our radar. There is a lot of responsibility and a lot of accountability that needs to be taken for situations like this. And it's even a little trickier because we have never had situations like this. The integrity of the country, the security of the country, the well-being of the country is first and foremost and always should be the number one priority of the sitting president. Um, and in the cabinet and their administration. I'm concerned that there is nothing really we can do to make sure that we go down one path and not the other or vice versa. Because whatever the decision is made, whether we indict President Trump, damage will be done. Or if we decide to pardon President Trump, the damage has already been done. And that leaves us in a liminal space of 
what's best for the country. Now, I'm going to always be fair. Like I said, I'm never going to try to cherry pick or um, be biased to the situation. But I have to say, for something like this, we cannot allow the precedent of espionage and political um, heinous actions be allowed even by sitting presidents. The damage, whether we like it or not, the damage is done whether people have seen it or not and that's going to cost us. Hopefully as a lesson in the future to never let something like this happen again. Um, but I, all, the only thing we can do right now is get it right and adjust and move forward. There's no better way to look at this other than we know what we need to do. We know the situation in front of us. And now we have to adjust our game plan to navigate whatever issues come up. We're still fighting, and on top of, we're still fighting a war in Ukraine. We're still worried about um, China and, and other, um, uh, other countries um, involving themselves in that conflict. We're still worried. We have other things to worry about. We still need to focus on um, our space adventures, and we need to focus on getting number one, getting the Artemis One mission a little more under <laughs> under wraps. Because I think we're in a right now, in my opi- in my own opinion, I think the country is in a very important stage. We are at a turning point. We're in the fork in the road, and we kind of have to make a decision. We we might have been dealt some some crappy cards. We might have even given ourselves those selves those crappy cards. But there is a right path for this, right? Other countries are laughing at us right now. Other countries are looking at us and seeing you know the foundation shake. We need to patch these cracks up before they get any worse. Um, We need to be the first ones to go back to the moon. We need to beat, we need to beat everyone um, there, knowing that America is still capable, still functioning properly. We need to fix the social inequalities and lack of equity in our own country to our citizens. That's something we can do today. We need to get a handle on this. Maybe this is the wake-up call for better infrastructure regarding the Mar-a-Lago um, incidents and looking at our own country and our own politics and our political structures and reevaluating. Maybe this is the rude awakening that this country needs. And I think it would be ill-advised and, and ill-mannered to ignore those um, very vibrant and visible um, call to actions. You know, this administration has done 
some good things, and this administration has handled some things poorly, like all administrations. Um, but that we shouldn't stop here. We shouldn't be stopping um, our progress because we had a good we had a good month, um, and we have had some good social um, some some good social impact on legislation and, and things past like that, like um, like the student loan debts and. And, you know, and, and those type of programs, that's good, that's great, but just we shouldn't be micro-focused on these issues. There's still bigger things to um, direct our attention towards. And I think let's start with a reevaluation of the American um, identity. So let's start with that. There's still so much that this country has to offer. There is still so much that this country needs to do. And I think today is a good day to um, recognize and start that. You know, you know I, I hope, I, I highly wish that we do not have to add a third edition to world wars we don't have the time for that we, we should we, we should be placing ourselves in a position where this is our least um, our last concern and, 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 and our non-priority um, we need to be focused on redefining America for the 21st century and what that means to Americans and what does that mean on the international stage. We've had some setbacks, um, but let's start with the, the things that matter. Um, in regard, and my comment, my last and final comments to um, regarding the, the Trump situation, um, I believe it is our responsibility as Americans as the American people, as the American government, to hold these types of actions um, accountable, regardless of the damage, regardless of of the person or the prestige or the title, we must, we need, and should hold our country responsible. We should hold those people responsible. A grave detrimental action has been taken on a former president um, from a former president of the United States and and that should never be tolerated by anybody so that's kind of the conversation for today um, I know it's 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 heavy but it's important and I hope just kind of sit on some of the things we talked about today and kind of, you know, just reflect on what should we do moving forward. Um, I obviously have some ideas um, and a lot of people do, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, Anyway, thank you for listening to this podcast. I really enjoy um, making these. I really, it it, kind of helps um, simplify and, and, 
brings a little bit more clarity to some of the current events and things going on and just allows you to kind of debrief and internalize um, the incidents and things that are going on and just seeing them from a different perspective, maybe even just hearing them from a different voice also kind of helps in understanding and relating and evaluating the world around you. Um, So again, thank you for listening. Um, I am your host, Malcolm Ivey, and you have been listening to number 51.